Welcome to the Sadler Lectures podcast. Responding to popular demand, I'm converting my philosophy videos into sound files you can listen to anywhere you can take an MP3. If you like what you hear and want to support my work, go to patreon.com sadler. I hope you enjoy this lecture. In Monologian chapter 17, Anselm is attempting to explain to us, and it's something that's a bit difficult to grasp as we're going to see as we get further down the board, precisely what the divine simplicity, or if you like, the divine unity would consist in. And now why is this actually a problem? Well, in the two chapters just before, Anselm was able to tell us quite a few things about what God is what the divine substance is and is in a way different than other beings are. So, for example, God is justice. God is also just. Those are the same thing for God. But human beings are not justice. Human beings can only be just by having the property or quality of justice by which they participate in justice itself, which is God. An Anselm rattled off a whole list of things that God is. So God is not just justice, God is also wisdom, God is reason, God is eternity, God is unity, God is life. We could go through this entire list. And now when we think about these properties, or these goods, as Anselm is going to call them, do we think about them as being the same thing? Now, reason and wisdom, maybe we want to say those are connected with each other. But Anselm just in in the passage earlier talked about a human being who is just but not wise, as opposed to somebody who is wise but not just. And so presumably to be wise and to be just are not the same thing, because if they were, then by being wise, I would automatically be just, or by being just, I would automatically be wise, wouldn't I? So it seems that these have to be different things. We know that they are for created beings. It's a bit of an assumption, though, to say from that 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 logic must automatically apply to the divine substance. And there's a problem with this, a problem that Anselm raises. Among these various attributes is the attribute of unity. Now, what is it to be a unity? It means to be a single thing, not to be, as he's pointing out here, to be a composite of all sorts of other things. So this is going to be a a real sticking point. You know, we've got the idea that there's a lot of different divine attributes, which seem to be many good things, and yet one of those attributes is precisely unity. And we can say that simplicity is also another divine attribute as well. Even the word another here is a bit misleading, though, isn't it? As we're going to see. So the question is that could God be a composite? of these various good things. Let's go along with this logic here. God is totally justice, and God is also totally reason, and God is totally life, and and all these other things. And yet they're all kind of rolled in together in this thing, that this substance that we call God. It still seems like they have to be treated as if they're not necessarily parts, like parts of... Let's do a little bit of illustration here. These are bits of chalk, right? So they all have the same basic form, they're the same kind of thing, and they're a group. There's a sort of unity there, but it's not a very strong unity at all. What about my hand? Fingers, right? Each finger is its own entity, but it's not going to be what it is if you cut it off. Aristotle has a great example of a hand not being a hand when cut off from the body. It's only a hand in name because it ceases having its organic operations. 
Another way that we can talk about it is in terms of aspects or ways of speaking. So he talks, for example, here about human being. Some of the things that we can say about a human being, you know, even more to the core than, say, justice, because not every human being is just, or wisdom, since not every human being is wise, is that human beings are or have body, right? That they're also rational and that they're human. And Anselm tells us about this. A human being is said to be body, rational, and human. These three things are not said in one way or under one aspect. For he is body according to one, rational according to another, and neither of these individually is the whole of the fact that he is human. Very interesting thing to say, isn't it? This is sort of a side note, but Anselm, you know, he thinks that human beings are rational creatures and that that is part of what gives us our greater degree of being. And yet that rationality is not the entirety of our being, is it? Human is, is something more than that. So could it be that God's attributes are lined up with each other in that way? So God is just and God is rational and God is all these great things, even unity, but considered under different aspects. Anselm says, no, that's not going to work. Because God is a supreme unity, each one of these things, each one of these goods, each one of these things that it is better to be unqualifiedly than not to be, like justice, like being, like truth, each of these things are God. They are what God is. So they actually are each other. That's a pretty startling doctrine to say, isn't it? That's, that's something that takes a, a bit of thinking in order to, to make sense of. So he says, that nature is in no way a composite. It, it is in every way these many good things. It must be that all those things are not several, but actually one. This is what divine unity means or implies. Interesting. That would mean, and we'll come back to this implication in just a moment, that divine unity is not something radically different than, say, divine goodness or divine justice. Now, what is the upshot of this? Each of these things, as Anselm says, is the same as all the others. And he, he adds an extra bit to there that I didn't put on the chalkboard. Each of them is the same as all the others, whether considered individually or singly, or considered as a whole, as a totality. So divine goodness is the same thing as divine reason, as divine being, as whatever we want, right? And it is the same whether we think about it individually or in terms of the totality. Divine unity is the same thing as divine reason, divine goodness. Now, there are some very interesting implications to this, aren't there, metaphysically? Since these things are what they are in God, and in God are what everything else participates in. So, for example, goodness, right? Anselm has said that the supreme goodness, i.e. the divine substance or God, is the goodness in which all other good things in some way participate. Likewise, justice. Likewise, even being. Likewise, unity, right? What this implies for us is that because we understand these qualities or attributes primarily not in terms of God, but in terms of created beings, we're only getting part of the picture. Although we are rational, we don't truly know what rationality is, because not only would we grasp rationality as such, we would also see that rationality is 
in its very being the same thing as being or goodness or simplicity. Now that is a, a real difficult concept or a realization to wrap your head around. And Anselm understands that this is rather paradoxical. He is not claiming to have, you know, sifted this to the very bottom. But he is saying, look, I've provided you with an argument why all of these seemingly many divine attributes must, in fact, be a unity, which is also one of those divine attributes. Special thanks to all of my Patreon supporters for making this podcast possible. You can find me on Twitter at Philosopher70, on YouTube at the Gregory B. Sadler channel, and on Facebook on the Gregory B. Sadler page. Once again, to support my work, go to patreon.com Sadler. Above all, keep studying these great philosophical works.